So I've discovered that recording yourself by yourself is terrible. And this is like my seventh take of this, and and uh, it's not going well. So this is my last take, mistakes or not, and uh, we're just going to run with it. Uh, I'm Billy Liggett, and uh, you're listening to the Friends of the Rant podcast. I'm usually joined by Gordon Anderson and Jonathan Owens, but we could not find a time this week where the three of us could be together like the best friends that we are. And uh, we also couldn't find a time where we could all be online at the same time. So I'm recording my part now, and Gordon Anderson is going to come by and splice himself in here. And uh, we're going to introduce this week's guest, which is Britton Buchanan. Um, sure you know him if you're from Sanford and you've been around the last couple years, but if not, he was a finalist on NBC's The Voice. Um, he was the runner-up, actually, back in 2018, and uh, he's been in L.A. ever since working on a album um, that uh, he is really excited to announce big news about on this podcast. So I won't give too much of it away, but uh, it was a really fun interview. Uh, Britton's a good kid. He's got a pretty good future ahead of him, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, but before then, I want to introduce Gordon Anderson. Gordon, how are you today? Billy, it's not looking good over here. The Emperor's Guard discovered our location and gotten through our, our outer perimeter. Sarda, Sarda is gone. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, sounds like a really painful place to get a to get a rash like that. But you know, I hope you're doing well. I hope you feel better and. Uh, I was really excited about this edition of the rant. I know you know you being a musician, that you were excited about it as well. Um, how do you think it turned out? Listen to me carefully. Take all the thumb drives containing our rant rebellion plans and get them to Alpha Centauri. If you can't do that, destroy them. Destroy them all. I, I don't know how much longer we can hold them off. I don't know how. Wow, a complete disappointment. Uh, I kind of wish you would have told me that you know while we were making it, but. Yeah, can't please you all the time, so, you know, we'll do better next time. Well, Gordon, I'm going to uh, to stop the recording now and, and let you talk away. You'll find uh, that it's very difficult when there's not actually somebody on the other end talking to you, but, uh, you know, hopefully you'll get through it better than I did. I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, um, hopefully we'll be back live next week, and uh, if you can, go pick up a copy of this month's The Rant Monthly and check out our music edition. Um, thank you so much, Britton. Uh, the whole reason, um, what, what I want to get to is, is your tweet from a couple of days ago. You say, we've got something really cool coming your way in October, but, but however, we're going to say that for the end, because I, I like to do a tease. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, we don't want to, do, you know, lead off with the, the big news at the beginning. But, um, so let's go back a couple years. Um, the voice happens. Insane ride for you. Um, you go to the very last second of the show, you get to know some insanely talented, insanely successful people. Um, but we're not going to dwell on that. I want to know 
what happened to you the moment those credits roll? What happened? What happens um, to a musician who who goes as far as you did, and then it's over as quick as it started, and then you're you're kind of on to phase two, right? How did that well, go for you? Technically, very first, um, what happens is, and this happens for anybody that goes off of the show. I don't, yeah. I, I I don't know uh, how much people have talked about this in the past, but you have to see a therapist. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we're like, we're there. I get to hug Alicia and my family and say hello and everything. And then they take all the people that didn't win to an office a couple, uh, you know, a, a couple hundred yards away. And you sit there with the therapist and he's like, are you okay? You're doing all right. <laughs> you're good. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. And then, and then you can go home. So... Our, our initial plan, in which we did do, uh, was to make a record really soon afterwards. And so I was uh, back out in Los Angeles recording a record with the band from The Voice um, in July of 2018, the first, first or second week. So that was only really, it was less than a month and a half after the show ended. And it was a full-blown rock record. It was all songs that I had written um, from the time I was about 16 till till then. Um, and uh, we had it in our back pockets for a while. We worked on it for a while. We recorded the main tracks live with the band two days in July. And we had finished overdubs by the end of August. Um, and then we set out on a, on a journey to try to find a manager. Um, so... That was the initial the decision was, let's make a record. Let's see if the band from The Voice will play on the record because we meshed really well. We all got along really well. When I did my song, Where You Come From, on the show, it turned out exactly how we would have wanted it. Um, and that was our, <clears throat> excuse me, our initial first steps. Okay. Well, what, uh, what, what became of that record? I don't... Uh... I know I we follow you on Twitter. We've been following, you know, Britain news for the past couple of years, but um, I recall, um, I recall you on Twitter saying something to the extent of uh, um, starting over or something like that. Did it, did it uh, not go the direction you wanted it to go? It went exactly how I wanted it to go. Okay. And then when we decided to look for a manager, we found an amazing individual um, that we started a, a trial period with. Okay. Um, since then, um, conflicts of schedule came up. He had another kid and he already had two young toddlers. And so he just didn't have the time and energy to take on another client. So it started from scratch there since then. But when that happened, he was like, look, these songs are really great. And when you play them for me, when we're sitting across from each other, I get this feeling and I don't get that feeling when I listen to what you recorded. Um, I think uh, we should figure uh, out. I mean, that's that's incredible advice, but that's got to be also kind of a gut punch, right? You know, I it I'm I'm a, I'm usually it's kind of it's hard to hurt my feelings. I think right. like I I'm like oh okay that's okay uh, because his thing was oh what we should do is we should try to find a way to make your sound and your style of writing 
um, accessible in the 21st century in a pop landscape while still retaining what makes you you, but bending a little bit on the stubbornness that I had when it came to we're going to make it with loud guitars and real instruments and, you know, make it like it would have been made 45 years ago. Right. So there was the prospect of re-recording a lot of it right off the bat, which was exciting because um, I, I don't necessarily, I don't believe that I'm always right, nor do I think that I always do things, even though I'm writing the songs or whatever, I'm not necessarily sure that I'm doing them to the best of their abilities. So if I've done it wrong, I would like to fix it. You know, if it's not as good as it can be, um, I would want it to be as good as it can be. So you would think it would have stung a little bit, but the, the prospect of like, oh, maybe I did get it wrong and I have a chance to go back and make it right yeah. um, was exciting. And I think that, you know, Juliet's Lullaby, which was a song I put out in February on Valentine's Day, was a song that we recorded for those sessions and then re-recorded. Mm-hmm. And I think we got it right the second time. Like now that I listen back to it, I'm not sure that we got it right the first time. So that was exciting. But Due to that conversation, that record is now on the shelf indefinitely, and we'll see if it ever comes out. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we're going to still build to to October, but I want to go back a little bit further again. Um, I was uh, I was at one of your Sanford shows um, not long after the Voice. You had uh, you did a, a string of sold out shows, um, not only in Sanford, pretty much you know all over this region here, but. Uh, the Sanford show struck me because you just looked like you were having a blast. It was, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie man in the moon, um, with, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Carrey, but yeah. at the end when, uh, Andy Kaufman gets to play Carnegie hall and it's just this, this thrilling, you know, like he's in the moment type experience, uh, you know, from the audience, we kind of got that feeling from you that you just, you know, you kind of were just having fun there. Um, Am I right in that assessment? Uh, what what was going through your mind when you're playing your hometown like that? No, you certainly are very right. It was one. If it, most people know this, I have a very low self esteem in my right. opinion of myself. So I'm usually really shocked, and I keep getting more shocked and more shocked as time goes by. The people pay attention to what I do or want to come see me play or like, like my music or whatever. I just, you know, it, it's still a shock to me. So I definitely was having the time of my life. It, it meant, it meant a lot to me one, cause that's where I got my start. I had never like performed in any capacity before I was in fifth grade and I did the jungle book. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, that on the Temple Theater stage, and then I was doing Christmas Carol, and each year I was doing the summer conservatories, and then I was in Temple Teens, which was the first time I played guitar for people, and so like I was so used to being that whatever kid was in the ensemble of their main stage shows, and then now it's like, oh, this is like my own show. This is really really cool. Kind so of it a, did kind of a feel full like circle it. moment for you, I guess. Totally, totally. Yeah. You know, like I. It I, I it does feel like the end of that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Andy it Kaufman is one of my favorite people. And okay. some days I wish I could draw more correlations between my life and Andy and Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I <laughs> went back. We'll get there. I went back. I wanted to make sure it was Carnegie Hall. For some reason, I was thinking Radio City, but uh, I went. I went back and uh, 
and Googled it. And I actually on YouTube is the actual 1980 performance. Yeah. And sure enough, the, the scene where the, the old woman collapses and he comes out in a, in a native American headdress and kind of rise that actually happened. And right. Like, and I, I'm going off on a huge tangent here, but no, he, he was, uh, it, it, was uh, it was incredible. He was a genius. And like the reason it, Carnegie Hall radio city is bigger, I think, than Carnegie Hall, but Carnegie it's so, it's so prestigious and there's like a certain amount of like people that get to play there. And if they're yeah. very particular, you have to have a lot of money to play there. Uh, if you go overtime, there is a huge fee, even if it's <laughs> one minute overtime. And so the fact that somebody like Andy Kaufman gets invited to play at Carnegie Hall um, is as magical as it is seeing him. Like the fact that he did it is great. But the fact that there was even a prospect of him doing it is, even, yeah. you know, it's like, holy crap. What were they thinking? <laughs> um, the, this past year, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Juliet's Lullaby. Uh, you did. Uh, you released a song called "Cross My Mind" in January, and uh, um, I want to say it was in 2019, maybe into 2020. You were also touring with your cousin uh, Link Neal and, and their Rhett and Link tour. Uh, mm-hmm. Another quick side note: I, I got to do. I got to interview Rhett and Link for a Campbell University story, which was a. Uh, uh, pretty cool that it was uh their story is an incredible story but anyway anyway you got to tour with them and uh so i guess what i'm getting at with this question you know you're still you're incredibly young you're playing these big shows your future's looking bright and then a pandemic hits and you know yeah sure it, it sucks for everybody but for musicians who rely on rely on live shows um paying gigs and things like that this had to. This has to take an enormous toll on on that industry. And uh, how did it affect you? Well, I I'm at the very beginning of my career. You know, the voice was kind of like pre-career. Like okay. I would argue that there was like no really like there wasn't really a music career until yeah. you know you go on this show and that kind of sets you up for your music career and then you have a career. And so the idea that you know we. I work with a producer named Derek Furman. He's one of my closest friends. We wrote Cross My Mind together and we're writing a lot of this new music together that we're recording. And he produces all of it. He wrote with Philip Phillips that song Gone, Gone, Gone that Philip had that was a number one hit. It's Derek's. Um, he writes a lot with the Goo Goo Dolls with a couple other people like that. Jason Moran and all these people. So mm-hmm. the idea was we would spend 2020 on tour with one of these acts with a whole bunch of new music that we could get out and promote and publicize and, you know, just play to build, to continue building the fan base and to continue, you know, driving sales and streams and everything. And so that plan, that's usually how you break an artist. And that plan is out, is out the window for the foreseeable future. I don't really foresee big concerts happening until 2022. Yeah. Uh, And it'll be, I mean, Lucky is very, very lucky would be the biggest understatement if we got to have big concerts in 2021. Um, And so it's like the challenge is trying to figure out how to adapt and make yourself unique um, and do things differently during this time to get people to look at you, which is how we've ended up where we've ended up today, which I'm sure that we'll go into trying to set... um, myself and ourselves apart from everybody else and what everybody else is doing in the middle of this is the challenge um 
and we, we think we found a way. Okay. We were leading to the big news, but we're not, we're not there yet. Cause uh, we'll go yet. a little bit back, a little bit further back. Um, you, uh, uh, you auditioned for the voice. Um, you're wearing that uh, yellow Hawaiian shirt, yellow and orange Hawaiian shirt. Right. You're, you audition for the voice. Uh, you, you get a fight between uh, two of the judges up there and, and it's this great moment for you. But that, that all happened kind of a few months before it actually, a few weeks, few months before it actually went, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on, on live. And so um, when it happened, when, when the night that aired and the night you started seeing your name everywhere, um, when did, when did it register with you that, uh, you know, crap, I'm, uh, this is, this is new. This is weird. I, I gotta get, I gotta be ready for this. When did that register with you? Was it that night? It, I don't think it has. Like that's the bigger <laughs> thing is like, there's, there's so much cool stuff that happens still. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so cool. But like, you know, you, you watch, let, going back to Man on the Moon, Andy Coppin on stage and, like, you know, you see this, like you said, you look, it just like having the time of his life and it's like a big summational thing in the movie. And you just like expect, like, oh, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. And like, I do feel that way, but sometimes it just doesn't register that these things are actually happening. Like, I feel like one day I very well could wake up and this all have been some sick joke you know what yeah. i mean like it 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 just i just haven't fully like i feel like things don't when one cross my mind came out i was like that's got to be the coolest feeling to wake up the next morning and know you have this song out and everyone is listening to it that likes you mm-hmm. people are you know people are going to sing along to it and everything and that's going to be awesome and I, I, it was like weird to wake up and have it just feel like another day where I should like go back to work and try to do something new and put out another thing. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, the coolest thing that ever happened to me, my friend has a shop in South Pasadena. It just happened yesterday. So maybe it's not the coolest thing that's ever happened to me, but it's very new. Coolest thing um, this week. <laughs> the coolest thing this week, we have a song that we've been working on that I got a rough back for. And they have speakers in this shop. It's a toy store. And I plugged my phone in just to like, there was like, like several customers in there. And I'm like, I'm going to see if whatever happened. And I played it. And there was this one lady. And she was just snapping along. <laughs> and that to me was just as cool as like anything else. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's, that's, that's no idea. No, it's great. It's, it's, um, it's, you have a humility that's, uh, that's refreshing. And, and for you to be able to, to take in just little moments like that. That's, uh, that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I know, uh, there's, there's a lot of musicians that go through which, what you've gone through with the, uh, kind of the reality show quote unquote. Um, uh, um, are you careful not to let those six months of your life define you though? Is that, is it important for you that you break away from that voice label or is that still something that, that you like having attached not necessarily like having attached, but is that something that you don't mind? Like when people still say uh, season 14 voice finalist, Brent Buchanan, do you, you kind of wish they would shed that by now or is that still fine with you? I don't mind it. I, I wish that um, I would have done something by now that as, that is um, as noteworthy as that experience was. Sure. But the truth is I haven't. So until I do, I don't mind if okay. that's, um, 
what what people like to refer to. I mean, a lot of people. I don't want to be known as that for forever. Like that wouldn't want to be like what I want on my epitaph, certainly. But um, it 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 is an experience that gave me the tools to do what I'm doing now. And so I think it's a quite. There's a lot of people that shy away from it and that don't want anything to do with it. And I think that's a little foolish to kind of ignore the experiences that have made you who you are and the, right. and the people that gave you those opportunities. Um, so no, I don't really mind it, but hopefully one day I'll get to a place where like, you know, that's like the second coolest thing that I've done. So it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I got, I got you. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I said this would go about 20 minutes. We're, we're nearing that. So a good segue here to going back to that tweet. You said you've got something really cool coming up in October. Uh, October is literally six days away. Um, what, what are you able to tell us? Uh, what, what can you tease about that? Or, or can you tell us what the big news is? I'll tell you everything. Awesome. Um, so the, the October thing is, I'll tell you that. That one's really cool. That's the coolest to me. But the bigger news would be what happens after October. But October 1st. Um, So I have a song that we've had written for a a year now. It's called October's Queen. There's an acoustic version of it on my Instagram somewhere, I think. But we've been working on it. We've been been working on it for a year. And we were like, oh, we want to get this out in October because it's a song about October. I grew up loving horror films. I bugged and bugged and bugged and bugged my mom until she would let me watch the Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street when I was nine years old. And she finally gave it. And that was practically all I consumed after that. Like, I feel like I robbed myself of childhood films. Um, (laughs) I was too busy watching John Carpenter and Wes Craven and Toby Hooper and all of these amazing horror directors. And I've grown up with it. I never really felt like I belonged in school because I wasn't playing sports. I was playing guitar and that was an outlet for me. It was horror films. And so I wanted to kind of write a song like that. That wasn't creepy. Like we have enough like thrillers and like monster mashes just got awful. So I wanted to write like a Halloween song that was decent and um, that was listenable. And so he wrote that and we were like, well, what can we do to make it unique? Oh, well, we'll make a music video where I get all of my genre friends together and we all uh, make like a lip sync music video. So we're gonna have this music video coming out with people like um, D. Wallace from ET and Cujo and The Howling and uh, Barbara Crampton, uh, Mick Garris, Joe Bob Briggs, Kane Hodder, who's the only person to ever play Jason more than once. We have 20, 20, 20 to 21 people participating in this so music. So when you say, you say your genre friends, these are big genre friends. <laughs> yeah, these are like all people who, they're, they're all, half of them are, are what we would call scream queens. So we have like yeah. Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare 4 and 5 and Laurie Cardell from Day of the Dead and Linnea Quigley and Felissa Rose and Caroline Williams and Barbara Crampton and Dee Wallace. And it's really amazing. Yeah. And then on the other end, we have like the monster guys. So we have like Kane Hodder, the guy that played Jason more than once. Mick Garris, who directed has, he's directed more Stephen King adaptations than anybody. Um, and all of all of these friends in the genre. And so that is my really cool October news. So we got to keep an, keep an eye out for that. Um, 
that's just cool to me because these are people that I grew up watching. Yeah. Somehow I found myself intertwined in their circle well enough for me to say, would you want to send me a video of you lip syncing to this line so we can put it in a music video? And they say yes, which blows my mind. Um, I guess the other big news would be um, our plan is to have a new single out in November, a new single out in January, and then a full length record out in February and following it up with an EP sometime in April or May of next year. So in theory of by the time we hit the halfway mark of next year, there'll be about 15 songs, 15 new songs that we have out with music videos and all this new kind of content. So I know I've said several times before that I'm going to have a record out by this time. I'm going to have a record out by this time, but this is actually a definitive plan we're over our halfway mark. There's only three songs left to write. We're almost done. I'm in the studio literally every single day um, until we finish it. Yeah. And, and we're starting to shoot um, music videos for the three lead singles um, next month uh, that I'm directing with Derek Furman, who is also writing and producing all this stuff. So it's a busy next couple months. That's incredible. Yeah, and you're, it seems like you're still in the creation process of it. This has got to be the fun part of it. You know, it, it's the anxiety and nail biting whenever it's released, but right now you're still, you're still in the fun part of it. So. It's still so fun. <laughs> and we have some like really great songs that like, that we're, that we're so confident in and that we feel so strongly about. There's our, our, our lead single that's going to come out with uh, the day that the, the record comes out. Um, Derek, we got done recording it the other day. And he just looked at me and he was like, I've done so many songs for so many people, but I've never felt this strong about a song okay. ever. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is a really good song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, we, I mean, it's exciting. We have a lot of great stuff coming up, but selfishly the thing in October um, is what is most exciting to me. I have, over half of, of the footage in with a deadline of October 1st so we can get it edited by the end of that uh, that weekend. Yeah. So hopefully um, it'll, it's looking like that'll come out the week before Halloween, uh, but there's prospects that it could, um, there could be some other cool stuff that goes on with it that I have my fingers crossed for uh, cool. that we're working on. So yeah, busy next couple of months. Busy. Yeah. Well, thank. You. Hey, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. I know. Um, I know Sanford is, uh, you know, definitely rooting for you. Um, loves loves hearing good news from you. So this is this is pretty big news. And uh, um, you know, when we started the rant, uh, you kind of exploded on the voice, and uh, you know, we went from middling website to suddenly people all over the world visiting us to see how you were doing so it was uh you, you did a lot for us too so we appreciate well, it yeah i i really well i i i say this all, all the time to all the people back home but i read you guys all of the time that's how i keep up with what's happening back home is i just yeah. your website and, and read you guys so i i love you guys and i love i love reading it and keeping up um, I mean, this, the story that you guys published on the Prince, uh, was what I was reading last year 
yeah. about this time when I was. You living. shared it, yeah. You shared it to all your to all these hundreds and thousands of, or you know, it was so great. And none of them cared about the prints, but you had but a lot it of comments. So yeah. It was so good not to share. I was like, this is such a great story, and everything about it, and like, I don't know. Well, because it was, it's important. It right? is, yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. what's like. That's the key. Is like people talking about important things. Well, no, nothing's changed with it so we're, we're we're you know maybe looking at round two of that because yeah we believe in it too but uh but hey Britton, good luck with, with this coming um with, with this coming month um good luck in these coming months uh i'm i know this is a big day for you bruce springsteen released a new song today so i did i listened to it as soon as i woke up i like turned around grabbed my phone and it was like ghosts out now and I was yeah like, oh, here comes my morning bam and play uh it's a great tune i yeah. would urge every one of your listeners and readers to yeah. to listen to it as soon as possible <laughs> absolutely well thank you and uh um and uh hopefully we'll we'll hear from you soon thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it all right